whenever there are storms clouding the sky, sometimes it can be overwhelming and to feel like one is surrounded by clouds. But it's important to remember that if you were to fly upwards through the darkness, through the clouds, through the lightning, through the storms, at the top you would find a sunny, shiny, smiling sun with two giant scoops of raisins. <laughs> because that, canonically, is what the sun looks like. Hello and welcome to The Empty Bowl, a meditative podcast about cereal. My name is Justin McElroy, and I am a cereal enthusiast. And my name is Dan Goubert, and I am whatever the opposite of a cereal plumber would be because I love me a good news leak. Uh, and that is a great way of describing what's been happening in the cereal world. Uh, we're going to get to all that. We've got news. We've got reviews. We've got uh, beloved uh, cereal character cereals uh, and uh, so much more. Uh, a lot of great stuff. So what is required of you? Well, friend, it's easy. You sit or stand or walk, whatever you're doing. Your physical form is irrelevant. But we would ask that you, for the next half hour, just kind of try to think about cereal. Um, maybe you're going to sleep, in which case we bid you good night. We hope you're going to have a pleasant dream. We'll try to keep things quiet for you. Uh, I know that I, I love using podcasts to go to sleep, so it's an honor you would welcome us into your into your uh, your ear holes like that. We'll try to keep it uh, nice and calm for you to slip off to to dreamland. Uh, but first, we are going to get into some serial news. These uh these uh, uh healthy bars, Dan. They just don't know uh, where their limits are. They keep wanting to encroach. Yeah, I guess after so many cereals have been given cereal bars, the bars are kind of a uh bouncing back because recently we've seen a lot of bars turned into cereals. There's been kind bar yeah. cereal, there's been Lara bar cereal, and now entering the fray is cliff bar cereals. Uh, do you like cliff bars at all? You know, I, I think there's a time and place for cliff bars, uh, especially with some of a lot of chocolate peanut butter. I can get down on that. Sometimes it's a nice, nice filling sack. Whenever I used to cover trade shows, uh, when in my video game, days i used to rely a lot on cliff bars to keep me going yeah i like how they're just these big sticky amalgamous hunks of assorted matter they got a nice mouthfeel to them awesome i feel like they were one of the first on the scene in terms of this generation of snack bars or protein bars or whatever you want to call them and it's interesting that they're uh, among the last to be getting the the cereal treatment well i mean guns. It doesn't really seem like something to me the cliff crowd would necessarily be into because it's kind of hard to sneak a bowl of cereal and milk onto an open rock face. But yeah, who am I to complain when there are four flavors of Cliff Bar cereals hitting stores soon? Uh, this line is debuting in chocolate and peanut butter, blueberry and almond butter, apple cinnamon and peanut butter, as well as honey and peanut butter. Uh, each of these cereals will include coated flakes and oat clusters, with a different nut butter, as well as sweet extras, uh, depending on which flavor you buy. Like the apple cinnamon and peanut butter, of course, has apple pieces, while the blueberry and almond butter has blueberries as well. Uh, I am a little bit sad that they didn't choose some of the more iconic Cliff Bar flavors, like I love me a good white chocolate macadamia nut, 
or an oatmeal raisin walnut. Um, sure. But as it seems to go with these bars turned cereals, I kind of have doubts that they'll ever expand beyond this line. Um, yeah. Just because, for one, four different flavors seems like a lot to introduce a cereal line. And at the same time, much like Kind and Lara Bar cereals, they're pricing these pretty high as well at $7 a box. So, uh, yeah, I think this will be the case where, uh, unless Cliff is kind enough to send us samples, I'll probably just be picking one that sounds the best out of all of them to try. Uh, so, we'll see how that goes. Um, it's always exciting to see a new face in the breakfast style. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of, well, no sooner are we talking about the cereal encouragement on bars than Golden Graham steps up to the plate with a, a bar of their own. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, we have this new cereal bar hitting shelves. It is the third entry in General Mills's series of soft-baked cereal bars, and this follows both Lucky Charms and Cinnamon Toast Crunch soft-baked bars, and it is Golden Graham's soft-baked s'mores bars. I say they look good. I mean, it's probably enhanced size-wise because these bars always kind of disappoint with the portions. But uh looks good. Looks kind of like a blondie. Yeah, these things some have sauce. historically been very delicious just because they really toe the line between a cereal bar, which is typically like just, you know, a rectangle of actual cereal pieces gobbed together with some sort of sweet uh, goo. But these are more like... Um, a brookie, yeah, you're right, like a, a, a brownie or a cookie, very crumbly, soft, uh, and borderline dessert-like. So s'mores and graham-flavored things in general, um, if you've ever heard us talk about them on this show, we are big fans, so I don't really see how you can go wrong with these Golden Grahams soft-baked s'mores bars. Uh, the monster crossover event coming this year is just expanding in scope um you have to imagine that the 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 film rights the uh well i was about to say the serial but that i guess that came first. <laughs> can't be far behind yeah so probably the biggest serial news story of the year so far has been monster mash serial this was this is a celebration of the 50th anniversary of the general mills monster serials uh, and it is a sort of a reunion of all five of the monsters, them being Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Booberry, Fruit Brute, and Yummy Mummy, all in one box. Uh, a very beautiful box, as we have stated before, uh, featuring all of them in this sort of supergroup rock band. And, um, you know, as is usually the case with monster cereal season, known to some as Autumn, uh, the cereal is not arriving alone, but it will be flanked by uh, an additional sweet accessory product as well. So in past years, we've gotten Count Chocula treats or Frankenberry and Booberry fruit roll-ups. But for 2021, uh, we're continuing the theme of Everybody is Here with Spooky Berry Monster Mash Fruit Snacks, which uh, are... Spooky Berry. Mm -hmm. We're just... That feels like uh, someone's throwing darts at a wall. <laughs> yeah, just grabbing an adjective from a book to describe the fact that this is really uh, the most assorted mix of artificial and debatably authentic fruit flavors that you'll see. If you, yeah, if you don't, if you if you say it's spooky berry, that covers for the fact that they will all taste the exact same. Mm -hmm. it, it calls to mind the spidey berry pop tarts <laughs> yeah, of the past. Wink. 
That that one really was. I feel like that was the Rubicon. Like once we were past the Spidey Berry, and everybody just sort of went uh, went about their day to day lives and didn't take to the streets to protest. <laughs> it was all sort of guesswork after that. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't gotten Fruity Berry yet, but uh, it's never too Fruity late. Berry, Fruity Berry Blast. Let's do it. So these Monster Mash fruit snacks, uh, they have a different colored fruit snack for each of the five monsters as well as an additional bonus fruit snack featuring the monster cereal castle where the whole lot of them is known to uh, you know hang out and uh, record records etc etc um, <laughs> but you know each of the monster cereals has an iconic flavor attached to their namesake cereals and these fruit snacks appear to be mixing that up a little bit so we have frankenberry in red who is hopefully strawberry like a cereal but uh, considering fruit snack precedent, it's possible he'll also be cherry or fruit punch. Uh, fruit Brute, whose cereal is normally cherry, appears here in lemony yellow. Uh, Booberry sort of fits the bill with his very ambiguously fruited blue, uh, while Yummy Mummy will be staying true to form with an orange-flavored fruit snack. Uh, wisely, instead of having a chocolate-flavored fruit snack, they put Count Chocula in grapey purple, uh, so for once we can call him a fruit bat. And finally, <laughs> the monster cereal castle is in green, which could really mean anything. Um, looking at this rundown of colors seems to suggest that monster mash fruit snacks are literally just like Scooby-Doo fruit snacks remolded. Uh, it's the mm. exact same breakdown of colors. But uh, I'm honestly okay with that because I love Scooby-Doo fruit snacks and the green mystery machine Scooby-Doo fruit snacks especially were always my favorite. Never knew what they were supposed to taste like. Uh, but that being the case, I think the monster cereal fruit snack here is especially going to be uh, the crown jewel in my personal book. The, the gummy Venus de Milo of the monster mash fruit snacks, if you will. Uh, that said, these have been spotted on Sam's Club's website uh, by Serialistly reader Mikey H., who I thank for this find. Uh, what's interesting is that at Sam, Sam's Club, you can only see them listed so far in four-pound boxes of 90 fruit snack pouches. Uh, so that's a steal at just 11 cents a pouch. And I feel like with something with fruit snacks, you don't really have to worry about shelf stability, and you can just kind of let 70 of them ferment into sweet sarcophagus juice in your pantry until you're ready to drink them up with a straw like a Capri Sun. Uh, Dan, I'm about to follow my nose, and the place it is taking me to is a, yet another redesign for uh, our hero, <laughs> our, <laughs> our personal savior, Toucan Sam. The people's champion, Toucan Sam, <laughs> has yet another character redesign. Um, you might recall that recently Kellogg seemed to be testing this new minimalistic very like adventure time style toucan sam design with a very like tie-dyed beak and everything like that uh, but it must have been very poorly received by test audiences because they appear to have scrapped it completely in favor of another new design that's a bit more traditional um they've given him feather fingers again instead of having these weirdly anthropomorphized digits uh, so i really appreciate that uh, but otherwise I'm a little bit mixed on this one because he's kind of taken on this uh, sort of glossy plasticine sheen that other Kellogg's redesigned mascots have been getting lately. Like you look at Tony the Tiger and especially Snap, Crackle, Pop, and they're like these eerie, half-melted claymation figures that you would like 
buy out of a Christmas catalog or something. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It seems a little safe. I like it when they go a little bit wilder with the design. I really like the Adventure Time type approach. But, you know, regardless of what they make them look like, Fruit Loops are always still going to be good. So we've seen this design debuted at the Sweets and Snacks Expo, which was recently held, which just sounds like the most you know, sensory overload, disorienting type place to ever possibly go. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, the new Toucan Sam was there to show off the line of extensive uh, Fruit Loops products that we've talked about in recent months. So soon we will be getting those Fruit Loops cereal straws, which are returning, Fruit Loops gummies, as well as Fruit Loops jelly beans. Now, Dan, I cannot believe that we went this long in the news segment we, we have so many great reviews to uh talk about so many hot new cereals uh first up let's just get right into it uh cap'n crunch chocolatey caramel crunch and churros so i see that you did get these from the captain himself yeah the captain sent, sent these my way um i'd love to i'd love to get your take on them so the chocolatey caramel crunch was a real revelation for me because, uh, you know me, um, I'm a big fan of Cap'n Crunch, as you might surmise from this podcast existing, uh, but it seems like he's been kind of hit or miss in recent years with his limited edition varieties. Like, full respect to the Cap'n, I love when he does these crazy zany-type flavors that other cereal brands probably wouldn't do. But it wasn't until I tried Chocolatey Caramel Crunch that I began to understand what makes a good Cap'n Crunch variety versus sort of a mediocre one. Um, And I think it is this, much like a Capri Sun pouch, making that two references to Capri Suns today, one must respect the chests when it comes to Cap'n Crunch. And that Mm -hmm. would be the square pieces, that is. I've been calling them treasure chests for years, only to find that there's, like, no real empirical backing for that statement. (laughs) But... Yeah, if anyone wants to reference somewhere on Wikipedia, we're going to say that they're chests here. Uh, that's headcanon. That's official now. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries seem to get all the love, uh, all the branding, all the hype, but I still think it's those coconut oily chests that make Cap'n Crunch iconic. I was doing some research into them, trying to find out what they're actually called, and I found out that... Uh, They were first flavored by a flavorist named Pamela Lowe in 1963, who based them off of her grandmother's recipe of brown sugar and butter served over rice. And it was such a good flavor coating that she developed that it is still being used, the same formula to this day. Um, She described this coating as giving the cereal a quality called want moreishness. Uh, and I think that is a pretty great so way great. of describing what Cap'n Crunch is all about. So, which brings me to the main point that Cap'n Crunch varieties that focus on berries and spheres, like your cotton candy crunch or your blueberry pancake crunch, tend to end up being uh, more forgettable than ones that preserve that innate goodness of the chests, like orange cream pop crunch, which is still my all-time favorite Cap'n Crunch, and the chocolatey caramel crunch that we have here today. Uh, because likewise, there are chocolate-based Cap'n Crunch varieties that use these cocoa chest pieces that seems to change a lot about that oily coating that we all love so much. Uh, that's why the plain chocolate Cap'n Crunch, as well as the chocolatey berry Cap'n Crunch, were both pretty forgettable as well. Uh, and which is why I think 
if Chocolatey Caramel Crunch, which we're actually talking about here today, were to have used chocolate chest pieces with the caramel spheres that were in Cap'n Crunch's Caramel Popcorn Crunch, the overall cereal would have been uh, a husk of what it actually is. Because in reality, I really love this stuff, uh, which is a roundabout yeah. way of getting to the point that uh, the chests really make it here. They are very well caramelized. The browned butteriness plays well with the the uh, you know golden caramelization effect and the brown cocoa crunchberry spheres are only all right. I'd say they're like a little bit better than cocoa puffs, but it's okay that they're only really accents here because they let those caramel chests shine, and I think the overall effect is extremely strong. I don't know how you felt. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I uh, I very much enjoyed this cereal. Um, I think that the... Uh, I, could you tell if the chests were just the chests? Or if there was some sort of, like, slight caramel element being introduced? That I was having a hard time putting my finger on that. I totally think they are a bit more golden browned. Like, they've been broiled a little bit harder or, uh, you know whatever food science magic goes into caramelizing something. I, I, I'm not an expert on that front, but yeah. it's got that golden magic in my opinion. Um, yeah, I thought it was a very good uh, cereal. My wife liked it a lot. Um, she, I actually, <laughs> she really wanted a bowl of Cap'n Crunch uh, a couple days back. So I sat with two bowls and picked out a bowl of regular Cap'n Crunch for her. <laughs> uh, which meant I got to enjoy both these, <laughs> these knockoff Cocoa Puffs. Oh, boy. Which is, uh, you know, I'm not complaining. It's good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I I think this is a good. This is also a fantastic uh, jam your fist in the box. Mm-hmm. Grab a handful. I mean, slam dunk. You're getting a lot of different texture. That chocolate flavor is a great compliment to the, to the Cap'n Crunch. Just like a big dry handful absolute winner yeah it's worth the sticky palms i would say yeah what did you think of the churros though you know they didn't bother me that much i do feel like we're getting to a point with churros where it does mean something and like especially with a food like this where there's like a cultural history to it Mm -hmm. the way that 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 term has just sort of been adopted for like anything it vaguely like uh cylindrical and star-shaped <laughs> in extrusion like i think is 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 starting to lose some of its meaning i thought it was okay like we we hit but i'm i'm with you in what you said in the review i'm tired of the bags mm-hmm. the bags are not i mean this isn't a great shape for cereal i've said that about cinnamon toast crunch churros and and i would say this if this was a cereal you you pour into a bowl but i also i i really don't like the bags it feels so wasteful and and silly and I don't know. I'm I'm a big I'm a big uh, do not like those. Yeah, you can get more out of a single sort of bear pod handful of cereal than you can out of a single pouch here. Um, yeah. And these ones especially, like you were saying, there's no cinnamon to it, so I don't really yes. know why they're calling them churros if there's nothing to that effect there. If they're gonna keep using this shape, which is, you know, very hard to eat in the first place because it stabs you in the roof of the mouth a lot. Uh, I think we need to give it a better name, like um, Chocolate Pool Noodles, perhaps. <laughs> uh, chocolate Pool Noodles would be a, a great name for a cereal. Cocoa Puffs Oatmeal. Dan, we don't talk a lot about oatmeal on this show. 
I'm not gonna say it's taboo, but it's not. It doesn't come up a lot. How did this one fare? <laughs> so I, I think it's pretty good actually. So General Mills yeah. is putting out four different cereal flavored oatmeal's, which is interesting because oatmeal is also cereal. So cold cereal flavored hot cereals, uh, and those are Trix oatmeal, Lucky Charms oatmeal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch Oatmeal, as well as this Cocoa Puffs Oatmeal, which is the only one I've been able to try thus far, but it was also the one I'm most interested in, just because, you know, chocolate everything appeals to me. And uh, these oatmeals are very interesting in that they each take a two-packet approach. So you've got your oatmeal in one packet, you make it like you would any oatmeal, and then you add the crunchy topping on top of it. And... In the case of Cocoa Puffs, uh, the crunchy topping didn't really add very much. They looked like Carvel Crunchies, but they didn't have any of okay. that uh, intoxicating, fudgy cookiness. So they're more just like, uh, I don't know, they're just like these little shreds of a crisp cereal almost. But it's the actual oatmeal itself that I think does well here because it doesn't actually taste that much like Cocoa Puff cereal, which is okay to me because... Mm-hmm. Cocoa Puffs are kind of one of the more boring chocolate cereals. They're just very corny in their corn puffiness. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm glad that this oatmeal tastes a lot more just like a bowl of edible hot chocolate or hot cocoa. It's got that mm-hmm. really cozy, comfy feeling. And I almost feel like these were mistimed as a release in the summertime because I want to save a pouch of this to eat beside the fire come winter. Uh, I think that bodes well for sort of the other oatmeals in this line as well. I know Lucky Charms and Cinnamon Toast Crunch oatmeals had been released in Canada previously, and I tried them, and they were very good. So uh, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to more uh, cold cereal-flavored hot cereals in the future. Hmm. And more hot cereal-flavored cold cereals, because that would just be code for oat flour. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um Come on, Oatflower Market, come back. We're all waiting on you. Um, new Fruity Pop-Tarts. Is this the mango and some of the other ones? Uh, I found, I got all of them but the mango so far. Okay. So this would be Peach Cobbler Pop-Tarts, Banana Cream Pie Pop-Tarts, as well as Lemon Cream Pie Pop-Tarts. So it's more like pie Pop-Tarts than actual Fruity Pop-Tarts. Got but it. I feel like each of these are very straightforward in terms of whether I'd recommend them or not, just because... When you hear the name of these niche flavors, it's probably already going to tell you whether you like them or not. Like if you're a fan of peach flavored things, banana flavored things, or lemon flavored things, nothing I say will probably be a better barometer than your own personal preferences. Uh, That said, uh, I think these were also pretty hit or miss. The peach cobbler Pop-Tarts especially came across as way too like cobbling you over the head with fake peachiness. Uh, It feels like It tastes a lot like those peach gummy rings, and I feel that doesn't really gel as well with having this flaky crust around it. Uh, And I think the same goes for the lemon cream pie, in that it didn't take its inspiration quite far enough on the literal fruit level, and you end up getting this unfortunate lemon pledginess with less of the sweet juiciness that I really enjoyed out of pink lemonade Pop-Tarts which I believe were recently discontinued yet again to make room for lemon cream pie Pop-Tarts on shelves. Uh. Mm -hmm. The only one out of these three that I think might be worth a try is the banana cream pie because it's almost got this weird continuum of chew going to it 
where the flavor almost morphs the more you, you sort of savor it in your mouth. So when you first taste it, it really hits you with that artificial, candied, Laffy Taffy banana. But the more I sort of pondered it and, uh, you know, let my taste buds do the talking, the more I got this over-ripened banana bread, you know, sort of browned banana out of it. Uh, and I think that's, you know, it's really, really niche in its appeal because people who love banana-flavored things are already probably a minority. Um, so unless you are, you know, going bananas for banana-flavored things, this one is especially tough to justify just because it's the only flavor that's exclusive to Walmart 16-count boxes. And if we learned anything from the mystery Pop-Tarts fiasco, uh, buying into over a dozen Pop-Tarts in this economy is uh, really hard to recommend. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, oh, oh, I, a few that I, a couple that I had, uh, from General Mills, uh, Space Jam, uh, and Jojo Siwa cereals. Um, so, uh, taking these in order, Space Jam is a, um, purple berry type deal with, uh, uh, purple spheres, and we've got some orange basketball uh, marbits and some white uh, bugs marbits. And it has got a picture of LeBron James on the front. <laughs> and these are the things that I needed to tell you about Space Jam, A New Legacy, the cereal. Um, it, it, I, I... <sighs> I mean, Dan, I don't know what to tell you, but I mean, it is, mm. it is absolutely unremarkable in every, uh, single way. Um, I don't know why they made it. It is just the, the, I, it's not even notable. Remember how, um, Sesame street was notable for the lack of berry flavor. Mm -hmm. This is not even that it is just sort of, yep, this is a taste exactly how I thought it would. Uh, faring a little better though, Jojo Siwa cereal, which if you don't know Jojo Siwa, she is uh, a singer who I think originated from like the dance moms franchise, but has morphed into like a Nickelodeon superstar. Um, very, I, I was just from Omaha. My kids are obsessed with her. I think she's pretty cool. She has some good music. She sounds, uh, unlike any other human being on the face of the earth. Uh, I like Jojo Siwa and she's got a cereal called, uh, strawberry bop which uh is uh f the pinkest possible cereal mm. you'll never see a pinker cereal that's bold than strawberry bop uh it is extremely pink heart-rending levels of pinkness uh then we got some yellow stars pink bows because jujitsuwa her trademark is a bow and some blue hearts um i think for kids if you want like i think it's extremely fun the strawberry flavor is i mean it's it you're, you're gonna get like uh frankenberry i mean this is where it's gonna take you it's gonna it's gonna give you frankenberry vibes um not you know uh one you need to seek out if you are someone who is not already a fan of miss siwa's work but uh if you if you like uh jojo if you're a siwanator like my <laughs> children or you're a siwanator yourself uh, go go for it. It's fun. Yeah, with these super specific licensed cereals, it just seems like they slap 
this berry flavor on them and call them a day. So I'm not really surprised to hear that these weren't particularly inspiring. I will say, though, it's so pink, Dan. You won't believe how pink it is. Man. It's impossibly pink. Even pinker than, like, pink donut cereal? It's close, honestly. It's close. It's an extremely pink cereal. Unforgivably pink. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, we asked you, our beloved listeners, if there was a uh, cereal version of our program, what would it be? And this is what you told us hi dan and justin my name is Paige. i think that the empty bowl cereal would just be a blueberry waffle flavored cereal in honor of dan's love of waffle crisp and justin's love of blueberry muffin toasters thank you hi dan and justin this is giles from cape town south africa when thinking about an empty bowl cereal, a few things came to mind, but the number one priority was unique tooling. So I thought that the pieces could be spoon-shaped, so you can stack up your spoon with spoons and call it a day. They would be made with oat flour, of course, and flavored like gingerbread, to make up for the lack of gingerbread toast crunch in the world. There would be marshmallows in the shape of bowls. They would start out as full bowls, so just a half sphere, but in the milk, they would dissolve partially so that they became an empty bowl while turning the milk pink, just like the ocean on your podcast artwork. Hey, Dan. Hey, Justin. This is Luisa from Rio, Brazil. She, they pronouns. My first instinct was to say an empty bowl cereal should taste like NyQuil or melanin or chamomile tea since I used the podcast to fall asleep. But then I thought of the beautiful pinks and purples in the podcast start, and it made me think of plum and strawberries, as well as rose. I think a chamomile, plum, strawberry, and rose water cereal could be a nice floral fruity flavor with a note base, since that's my favorite. Thank you so much for all that you do. Bye. I mean, it's extremely good. Yeah, people really understood the assignment with this one. Yeah, uh, you all know that. I will, I will mention, too, that Paige's note reminded me that the unfortunate news broke this week that Blueberry Muffin Toasters has been discontinued again uh, alongside Honey Made Cinnamon Graham Cereal, which is also going away, which is especially sad because aside from being one of the best cereals in recent years, that one was, like, impossible to find in the first place. So, um, yeah. Uh, that you know what it's not. I've been in this game long enough to know with blueberry muffin tops, it's never goodbye. It's just they'll see you soon. <laughs> and they'll they'll reemerge as something different. Uh, uh, now normally, Dan, this is where we would have a third segment, but unfortunately, we've spent so long earlier in the show. Uh, I have to to move on. But I did want to ask you before we close: Did you have any uh, questions for our listeners that you'd like them to address? Um, I don't know if I have one. Do you? Let's see. Y- you know what? Let's just have a, uh, um, here's one. In honor of blueberry muffin toasters, uh, what is a cereal that no one else seems to remember that you would love to be brought back? Hmm. Your favorite that, like, you don't get to discuss with other people. You know what I mean? You can't just pull it out and, and everybody says, oh, yeah, I love that one. 
you know, this is one that was just for you that maybe other people don't uh, usually remember. But you still keep a picture of it in your wallet. Exactly, exactly. You can go to uh, bowl.rest and there's uh, a little button there where you can leave us a um, uh, a message. If you want to plug in a, uh, a microphone, that's great. But if not, you could just use your phone. It's fine. As long as you keep it, you know, calm and relaxed. That's also where you can go to support the show. Uh, if you uh, pledge a buck, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever you can a month, half of that is going to go to keep net going, and half that goes to a local food bank here in the tri state area. Um, I think we've still got some merchandise too, right? Over at McElroyMerch.com. If you're interested in that, uh, there is a, let's see here, let's see what's still available. There's a beautiful cream colored, uh, empty bowl shirt, uh, that is, uh, I think it relaxes me just to look at it. Uh, it looks like our enamel pin is sold out, but we'll try to get some more of those for you. Um, anything else I'm forgetting, Dan? Uh, we'd like to thank Chris Zabriskie for his opening theme of The Sun is Scheduled to Come Out Tomorrow. Uh, we'd like to thank Bria Davis for doing our lovely podcast art, as well as Samuel Rardin for designing that lovely enamel pin, which was so lovely we can't even keep it in stock. Um, but we'll have it back soon. And, you know, the more people who wear it, the closer we get to enough brand recognition to get us that gingerbread spoon-shaped cereal that this show deserves. Beautiful. Uh, don't forget to drink the milk. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And uh, my name is Justin McElroy for Digging Goubert, as always. Well, I've already oh, said it. Tight timetables tonight. <laughs> don't forget to drink the milk, by the way. But I said it, but earlier, Dan, you can't just do that to me. <laughs> just, you, you know. Can't. He's doubling down. Right? It's a good message. It's a good philosophy. <laughs> <laughs>